you know me even slightly, you might know that I have a near unhealthy love or obsession with the sport of basketball. And this time of the year, except last year when it was so tragically stolen away from us, I spend a ton of time watching March Madness. And there's a story that always captivates us every March, even for those who aren't basketball fans. There's the Loyola Ramblers, the Valparaiso Crusaders, there's Northern Iowa's upset of Kansas, right? There's a story of the underdog with everything thrown at them, overmatched, taking down their opponent in a David versus Goliath fashion. And it captures all of our imaginations. It's the Cinderella story. And this morning, we have a victory that's even bigger than the 16 seed Maryland Baltimore County beating the number one seed Virginia by 20. Actually, it's infinitely greater. It is Jesus Christ himself against the undefeated opponent of sin and death. And this is a victory that does not end when the next season tips. It's irreversible and indisputable. The devil exhausted his entire bag of tricks, all his arsenal of evil against the Son of God himself, doing everything he could to break down Jesus' courage and fidelity to the Father. The devil used the weapons of hatred, injustice, deception, and deceit. And then he pulled out the big guns, killing God himself through the betrayal of his own friends. This, this victory he has is bigger than what could even be imagined. Right, those who jeered at him on the cross on Good Friday thought victory was if he would come down from the cross, if angels would come and take him down. Then Friday afternoon, Good Friday, it seems that the fight was over. Death is victorious. The Son of God is dead. Mary Magdalene is the first witness. Peter and John run to the tomb. And it's empty. But the empty tomb is the, tomb is the sign of victory. Jesus Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And this validates everything. First, it validates that Jesus Christ claimed to be the Son of God, to have authority over sin and the ability to forgive sins. There's no greater proof to be who he says he is than by rising from the dead. 
This validates the way he lived his life. His call for us to love one another with a complete gift of self. Same way that he loved us. And then his final promise that he would remain with us. Sending his very Holy Spirit to be with us always. If Jesus Christ had been dead and did not rise from the dead, our faith would be in vain. His followers would have dwindled out within a few years. They would have just been another fad. Yet here we are, two millennium later, and it's not just a story of the past, but it's a lived experience a lived experience of the grace of Jesus Christ alive in the lives of countless individuals throughout history. Myself and many of you included. I noticed yesterday during all the hustle and bustle that yesterday was actually the 15th anniversary that I went on a Teens Encounter Christ Retreat. I was 19 at the time, so you can do the math how old I am now. I was 19 at the time, and it was in that retreat that I encountered Jesus Christ in a real and true way. Namely in his Eucharistic presence, but also through the sacrament of confession. It was there that I encountered the risen Lord. It was from that point on that I made a choice to live my life centered towards Jesus Christ. That wasn't my call to the priesthood. That came about three years later. The Lord had to break some plenty of walls down. St. John Paul II, or yeah, St. John Paul II, quoting St. Augustine, famously spoke during the height of the Cold War, these words, we are an Easter people and Alleluia is our song. Yet let me give you the full quote as it unpacks the beauty of what we celebrate today. St. John Paul II stated, we are aware of darkness and sin of poverty and pain. But we know Jesus has conquered sin and passed through his own pain to the glory of the resurrection. And we live in the light of his paschal mystery, the mystery of his death and resurrection. We are an Easter people and Alleluia is our song. We are not looking for a shallow joy, but rather a joy that comes from faith, that grows through unselfish love, that respects the fundamental duty of love of neighbor, without which it would be beyond becoming to speak of joy. We realize that joy is demanding. It demands unselfishness. It demands a readiness to say with Mary, be it done unto me according to thy word.
And so here's our call. End of quote there. And so here is our call. That our song spreads. That we sing from the rooftops. In the streets and around our family and friends. Alleluia, he is risen indeed. We are on the team of Jesus Christ. We are his body, and it is our victory. And that message needs to spread. Here's the good news. I said it earlier. The devil emptied his arsenal. There is nothing possible for him to win now. He is trying to take other people into the losing team before he has to exit the arena a loser and not even receive a participation ribbon. Sorry if you could sense the angry millennial in that statement. And so when you feel that the world is overwhelmed, that you feel that through the news you only see darkness. Don't despair, but turn deeper in your life toward Jesus Christ. That means to turn off the news at times. It means to set down the phone, set down the news feed. And it means to spend some time and commit some time to Jesus in prayer. It means to spend time serving the least of our brothers and sisters and to spread the message of the good news of Christ's victory over sin and death. Yet don't take my word for it. Ask the Lord today in your heart. Lord, where there's darkness in my life, enter with your light. Lord, where there's darkness in my life, enter with your light. I hand it all over to you. Let me be victorious over darkness and sin in my life through your grace, through your resurrection. However, there are those in our communities and our families who want victory but search for it in all the wrong places. We are called to let this light of Christ, this light, be proclaimed and spread through them like burning candles in which a small flame spreads into a torrent of fire. This was what the disciples did after Christ's resurrection and ascension into heaven. They proclaimed to many who had never met Jesus or heard his name, and even those who killed him, even those who sought his life, that the joy of this message was life-changing, and thousands came to believe in that message and to be baptized. Let's make that promise to our Lord this morning that we will go out this week 
and spread the victory of Jesus Christ that once seemed impossible has been, run, has been won. Alleluia. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia.